Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, Bravely, Rance, Sarsa, Tiburon, and XX Bloody Heart were summoned by Sora McIntyre to go on an important mission to the realm of Cambion in the United Kings to help overthrow an elite called Lord Malkinoff. But when they arrived, they had all been slightly altered, and apparently three days had passed, and XX Bloody Heart was no longer with them. Instead, they met a possum man who connected them to their contact named Riggs. They are soon interrupted by a bell summoning all the citizens to the town square. There, they witness a terrible sentencing where a man labeled a traitor to the realm is stabbed by a dagger called Heartrend, which instead of killing the person it stabs, kills the one they love most. Upset by this, Sarsa loses her concentration and begins to transform into a werewolf. her hood up and kind of starts making her way uh do i see like any open doors of like public places like a tavern or a shop or anything that i could easily kind of or an alleyway like her goal is to get out of line of sight you're close to the edge of the crowd so you could uh definitely and and attention is forward on the guards and this woman walking away and the person being dragged off so you could move backwards kind of like around a corner relatively quickly you wouldn't totally be out of sight there's maybe another door to a a business that's on the town square a little bit farther away but there's also more people between you and that so uh, are are you all right no time no time uh i'm gonna rush and get around that corner as quickly as possible roll stealth maybe uh, four. Oh, wait, no, I have my boots, so technically 11. So, uh, your companions definitely notice something wrong, and they kind of, like, notice, besides some bubbles, that, like, something is changing. Something, like, is very, very wrong, but you manage to back out and around that corner without, uh, drawing the attention of, of anybody you didn't arrive with. Sasa! Sasa, what's wrong? Do we think she's turning into wood as well? <laughs> we better go check. I don't want anyone else to turn into wood. All right, all right. Just make it subtle. Don't draw too much attention to ourselves. Uh, so Sarsa makes it around the corner and she says, No time! I'm assuming this is druid rules where I can't talk when I'm in my... Uh, no, you can talk. Okay. In your werewolf voice. <laughs> oh, God. I have not practiced this. All right, and yeah, so she gets around the corner and she's got the hood up, but you see that she's kind of dropped down to all fours. Sasa? I didn't want you to know like this, but I... I've had some weird things going on lately. Sasa. So we might complicate it. So what are they looking at? Yeah, so she's got, you know, black fur with white uh, chin, belly, and hands, and a tuft of red fur kind of just right at the crown of her head she looks at you guys and she's like oh i was really hoping this wouldn't happen not in uh, front of y'all i i'd hoped that i could ease into it it's it's all right sasa listen i might be able to help i, I don't know if this will work uh, and, and gravely's gonna oh, I, I don't waste your spells on me i've tried it all i i have an ability called uh, it, it's spell that i'm learning it's called lesser restoration um i have you tried that? She is, by the way, still breathing bubbles. <laughs> Speaking <of> bubbles. <laughs> As if this wasn't degrading enough to begin with. Listen, I've tried it all. I've tried less restoration. I mean, I am a cleric after all. Uh, Sarsa, has this happened to you before? It's It's been going on for, for a wee mighty time now. It's been a little over a month now. I, uh... Perhaps we could talk about it somewhere that's not here and, and, and we could get me somewhere. I don't I don't want to attract any more attention than we've already got on us. Riggs rolls up as the crowd's like beginning to disperse and is like, okay, so I wasn't going to say anything about the bubbles, but uh, I feel like we should definitely keep a lower profile than this. 
We need somewhere to hide right now. Well, come on, quickly. We'll, just, we'll go back to my place and, 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 and work from there. I cast Pass Without Trace. Yay! So uh, just kind of like just ahead of the crowds as they kind of like disperse and come around corners, you're all able to kind of like quickly hustle off quietly with the aid of Pass Without Trace and get back behind the door and uh, and uh, settle in with a little bit more comfort to be able to uh, check in on how everybody's doing. Uh, am I able to attempt to change back once we've kind of settled? I just tell everybody, give, give her some space. Like, give it, give it, back up, everybody. I, I, don't, don't crowd around her. We don't want to agitate. Could I soothe form. you with a song? <laughs> Maybe I'd, not right now. I'd really prefer it if you didn't. No, okay. I'm classically trained. <laughs> Some of my best friends are wolves. Go ahead and make another wisdom, just like a wisdom roll to attempt to calm yourself. Not a saving uh, 15? Uh, so yeah, so like she's able to go off and kind of like take some deep breaths and just sit quietly. Y'all give her some space. I'll, ca- I'll cast guidance on her if that helps. Um, yeah, definitely. That kind of like... You see her, she's kind of like getting in the zone and, and, and working and calming herself. And you add that like support from the goddess Mistra and she is able to transform. A- after a few moments of quiet, quiet and calm, she's able to transform back into her Sarsa self. Oh, as if today hadn't been hard enough. I was really hoping I could get at least one day in without that happening. Still bubbles. First of all, thank you for not... Uh, chasing after me and chewing me because I, I, I was a little bit worried. Uh, maybe it's the fact I'm made of wood, but um, I was going to say but, you smell rather odd. Yes, um, I, I was actually bit by a werewolf once, um, and 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 I was saved by a bunch of little sprites. Maybe we could find them uh, or, or, or or try to contact them, um, and, and and they might be able to to, to stop this. I'd, I'd be open to anything, but I don't know. I think it's a stranger magic than, well, I suppose there's not such a thing as a typical werewolf, but you see, I wouldn't, I would never bit by anything. What, hap- I, uh, uh, what happened then? Uh, why, why are you changing? Well, I had a bit of a, a kerfuffle, if you will, with uh, a rather uh, particular uh, sea hag. Uh, she was right off a rocker, that one. You know, old Jarek and I, and, and we, we took her down. We were, it was an amazing, amazing fight. I, I'll have to tell you about it over a pint at some point. But anyways, when all the dust had cleared, uh, there was this beautiful amulet. And uh, it had the moon on it. I took it to be an amulet of saloon. And, you know, of course, took the spoils of that victory. But uh, around that time, that's uh, when I put that on and this started happening just that very night. Uh, it's been it's been a little difficult, and I, of course, you know, went off trying to figure out how to stop it, and I haven't been able to take it off. I haven't been able to stop it. I've I've tried looking far and wide to try and find a way to end it, but I have a feeling that this curse, some dark magic. Uh, can I see the uh, amulet? Sure, but but again, I can't take it off. She it's 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 she basically like has to have her face right in Branch's face in order for him to look at the amulet. So she like kind of holds it out. But please do not turn into wolf while we do this. Uh, although I could also turn into wolf. Does it hurt when you try to to, to remove it? Yes, it's qu- it's quite painful when I try to take it off. I want to see what I can figure out about this thing. Uh, whatever whatever you think I should roll for uh, that. You can roll Arcana probably for that. Okay. 16. This definitely seems like a, a a classic sort of cursed item. The sort of like basics of like you put it on, you can't really tell that it's cursed through regular identifier or anything. And then only when you reveal it, you've definitely heard of items that sort of like are unable to be removed from the person while the curse is in place. Any idea on how to break it or anything from what I found? There's some magics that will successfully remove some certain curses, and there's other curses that are sort of beyond the powers of common, common like, you, like, you know, like some wizards know, some wizards and healers and clerics know a spell called remove curse, and, and that will kind of remove standard curses, but won't necessarily, like, something as powerful as this, like, heartrend object that you just saw may be more powerful of a deeper magic than any kind of like common spell like that. Sasa, have you tried remove curse? 
Zach, is that something that we've tried? Yeah, you've probably found somebody to to try to cast remove curse. I mean, you've been off on your own. I only ask that because, like, I'm a new cleric and she's a full cleric, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of assume like this just kind of cleric talk. You know, I'm like, have you tried removing the curse? Curse of trade removing the curse. But I'm telling you, this, this ain't your standard stuff. All right. There's something weird to it, and and there's just. There's other stuff that's weird, but I won't bog you down with it. Just know that I'm handling it as best as I can. And most of the time I can control myself and it, it, it's fine. As long as I keep about a two beer buzz at all times, I've been doing okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I just I just want to say for the record, I think you guys are all awesome. Uh, thank you, Randall. Yeah. Um, you're, you're great too. Most of you can probably line up Sarsa's timeline she's given you for the for finding this cursed item with probably around the time she abruptly disappeared and left. I mean, she disappeared from Knight's activity. She didn't take the Crescent Squall with her. She didn't take Jarek with her. She actually left Jarek with the Crescent Squall, which mm, the rest of you are all aware of. A bit and, odd. Uh, kind of disappeared for a while until she turned up for this mission. So what what made you decide to come with us uh, if, if you're in this state it seems like you would have have you told Sora I mean the opportunity didn't exactly present itself but listen I've been running around for weeks now trying to find an answer to this thing and there was a call to help and I felt so darn helpless in so many other ways that I thought maybe if I could at least do something that was at least a little bit good for somebody else Maybe that might help me find the next step. All right. Well, well, we'll certainly try to help you find something that can stop this. I mean, at the same time, I'd also like to not be wood. I don't know what's going on with that, but we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, some of my best friends are trees. Well, uh, that's <laughs> great. I'm not a tree. I you just love. feel a bit stiff. That's all. You, uh, you uh, say that like it is a bad thing. I'm hey. th- look, no offense to trees. I'm not an anti-tree or anything. I just don't want to go up in flames. Yeah, that is fair. Wait, if you are living wood, it is more difficult to light you on fire. Let us try. <laughs> so, uh, hold on a sec. Are you normally wood? <laughs> no, I'm not wood. I'm oh. I'm a I'm a living orkling. An orkling. Yes, it's a like a halfling and an orc kind of combined. And oh, okay. And are you always a black wolf? Uh, you met me earlier. I was I was not a black wolf then. This is so sometimes, and I'm not a black wolf right now either. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. (laughs) The bubbles are you're always bubbles. Are you always a possum? Of course I am. I'm a proud possum folk. Possum are great. I like them. Possum folk. Okay, all right. That's how come we've never seen one of you your kind before? I mean, do you normally live underground like you or? Yeah, out in the forest we'll live, or we'll live in the sewer, we'll live in the backyards, Um, you know, anywhere where there's some trash and some ticks to eat. Uh, That's that's where we go. Yeah, ticks. I love eating ticks. Hey, when you're in your wolf form, do you get ticks? That seems like a rather personal question. I'm sorry. Uh, You're you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Let me have everybody, let's do kind of a group history check. If everybody can roll your history stat. Fifteen. I'm choosing to roll a history check. How woke of you? Twelve. I just crit my history check, so Sarsa remembers something. Everything. What'd you roll for history, Jeff? Nineteen. Ooh. I got a four. Ooh, Branch knows nothing. Uh, This is for what collectively you all know about the United Kings, this realm that you're in. And so Sarsa and... Who was it? Sarsa and Randall were the, the high rolls there, right? So yeah. I think Randall, because of being here, and Sarsa probably because of her travels and kind of carting people around, are collectively the experts on sort of this area amongst you. But each of you has heard a fair amount about the United Kings. It's a very well-known realm. And the, the basic concept of the United Kings is there's a bunch of little realms. It takes up most of a smaller sort of subcontinent on the eastern side of the realms. And there's basically a little bunch of little tiny realms that are kind of the size of city-states and 
not very huge, but there's like several dozen of them. And they operate in this kind of loose, kind of like the European Union. They operate in this loose kind of collaboration where they're sort of one unit, but they're also sort of independent. There's this really, the culture is really kind of like this duality between like, we all have our very unique cultures and we have our rivals and lots of trade disputes, but sometimes they come together as a unit. And when they do that, the United Kings is very much the most powerful realm able to have its way and make decisions like New and get stuff done. Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, um, New Yorkers only in Spider-Man movies when they'll have to band together. If like, yeah, you don't mess if, with us. <laughs> hey, I'm casting here. Sure. If each of the neighborhoods in New York was a realm, uh, I'm going to cut all that out. So essentially, like when they come together, they're the most powerful realm, but it takes a lot to get them to like unify and agree on something. And so usually they're just kind of like existing over there. At the onset of the Great Turmoil, when the elites attacked, it seems like the plan for the United Kings, it wasn't basically behind the scenes. No elite wanted to just rule one of these tiny realms. But all of the United Kings was kind of too big a piece of the pie. So it seems like several elites were assigned to take over the United Kings. And actually, it happened a little bit late compared to the other, the other attacks throughout the realm. So specifically, in one of the small realms called Albion was actually a place where the people were actually able to rally and overthrow the elite. Like the elite never got a foothold. They fought and and came together and actually in the kind of like, uh, you know, there was an Independence Day kind of speech from the leader to rally them. And it actually went along the lines of, hey, listen, if those people down in Oakheart, those like dirt eating yokels were able to come together and overthrow one of these guys, surely the people of Albion could do the same. Are you with me? And they all cheered and they were with them and they all went and. We will not go quietly into the night. Yeah, exactly. So they were successful and they took out this elite early. Uh, Albion did not stay independent because other elites have moved on and it's it's changed hands uh, several times. But basically, there's three elites in place that are constantly like jockeying for position within the United Kings. And they're constantly pushing for their other's territory. Like there may have been kind of clear borders laid out between the four elites that were supposed to take over. But with one of them out, it left this like open vacuum of different ones being able to move in. So they've all been jockeying to do that, but it's been really difficult to them for them because every time one of them moves their forces somewhere to like kind of try to take territory or something, there tends to be a rebellion at whatever edge. So if, if an elite moves their forces north to try to like take border territory from another elite somewhere in the south there tends to be a very similar rebellious uprising because it's just kind of the nature of the people to do that and 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 it tends to go along the lines of like listen if those people up there in albion were able to overthrow one of these guys surely the people here in barony can do the same and they get excited and they make some headway but then that kind of forces the elite to kind of pull back and take back territory. So it's just kind of constantly like influx and moving along. The people are very rebellious. And importantly, it doesn't seem like any knight was involved in that initial rebellion or really the subsequent rebellions. It really does seem like it was, you know, the people on their own and, and the, the sense of that, the sense of like, these guys are in charge right now, but we can nip at their heels and we can get something done is definitely very present here in the United Kings. And that's about what you know about the United Kings. You're here in the city of Cambion, which is kind of a city-state kind of thing. It's kind of the realm of the small realm of Cambion and also the city of Cambion. And it is where Malkadoth, one of the elites, is kind of headquartered. So he's his stronghold is in this kind of giant mountain fortress palace thing that's along one side of the city. Okay. So we're all just kind of talking about that. <laughs> I think that's all stuff you kind of generally know. No. The rumors of these rebellions kind of at, at one point or another, certainly it sounds like based on the roles, Sarsa and Randall definitely know those stories from their own kind of perspectives. But I think all of you, except maybe for Branch, who has no idea and doesn't care, <laughs> um, all of you kind of know that the, the, 
general story of kind of what's been going here. And it's mostly just knowledge you've had, but you might have checked in about it. You might have connected. Yeah. So at this point, you all kind of like have this shared okay. knowledge of that's kind of been the culture here. Uh, Randall, a quick question. Um, is this Lord yeah. Malkadoth? Is that is that one of the three remaining elites that's in the United Kings? Well, uh, He's, is he one of the big, big, big guys, big tier players? Uh, yeah, I, he definitely is. Um, uh, he's 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 taken over, but you know, I've just been laying low, trying to trying to keep to myself. Right, right. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, he's he was there. There was it was it was much easier before. You know, we've actually taken out some elites in other realms, so. Um, uh, a few of us have been involved in in toppling some of these uh, regimes. So we we, we oh, were you an Albion? <laughs> uh, no, but okay, because those guys from Albion are real trash people, and I work in trash. <laughs> of course, very well. Um, so I think we need to get some more information. We need to do a little reconnaissance. What what do you all think, Branch Sasa Tiburon? Uh, do we know where Riggs is? Did we figure that out? Is he Riggs is us? there with you. Uh, Riggs okay. is with us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, why don't we ask Riggs? <laughs> well, we just we just witnessed this. Uh, sorry, this is Chris talking. Mm-hmm. We just witnessed the heart rending, mm-hmm. which was very hard to watch. And uh, and then I'm assuming you know we kind of came back here, so Gravely's going to kind of think about that for a second. He's quiet, and he talks to Riggs. He's like. So you made us watch this this ceremony where someone that someone else loves was transformed into a dark being, a, 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 a darker version of themselves. And, and presumably we're in danger of that now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry you had to see that. Yes. Uh, they, they, they force the people to watch those. If they catch you not being there, then there's consequences for that, too. It's difficult to see, but but uh, yes, if if you choose to get involved in this, you're you're absolutely at risk of the same. And I, I thought it was best for you to know know firsthand. Well, I I appreciate that. I guess. Do you know if there's a range of of how this spell or effect or curse or whatever is? Is it only for this realm, or or is it is it for the whole world? Well, whoever I don't think it's located to the realm. Whoever's stabbed by the heart rend, they lose their loved ones. As far as I know. It's wherever the loved one is, and uh, uh, no one really knows what happens to them after that. They march off to the fortress there, and they're not seen right. from again. All right, knights, we're dealing with a threat level red um, <laughs> elite. Uh, this is this is a little bit beyond Ooh, what we've wow. dealt with before. It's I mean, we've sick. That's what it is. We've dealt with some purples and blues before, but I've never dealt with a red. Is red the highest? No, it's. For some reason, it's brown, but uh, I don't know why. <laughs> brown is the highest. Brown is the highest. I mean, so look, red Sora, second levels. I'm not look. There's red, and then there's red with a stripe, and then there's brown with a brown stripe. On Actually, it? no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit colorblind. All, <laughs> all orcs are a little bit colorblind. I think when I see brown, it's actually black. So there's red, then there's red with a stripe, and then there's black. Listen, this is cute and all, but this is legitimately terrible and terrifying, and it's downright unfair. Absolutely. So if we could please stay on task, that would really be appreciated. Thank you. I'm trying to label the, the level of of danger here. We get it. It's really bad. All right, Gravy? <sighs> all right. We were all there. We all saw it. All right. Well, listen, I uh, I had a plan that involved, that involved some support from the knights, and then I, I kind of threw it out to... Uh, to work, go forward without you, and now you're here. I'm, I'm going to have to work out some things and, and talk to some people today to, to figure out what's best. And, and, and I think it's it's better if you don't know all the pieces of the plan now, just in case, you know, you can, if you were captured, you'd have nothing to share. But uh, while I work a bit, if you'd like to, to do some reconnaissance, get to know the city and, and have a look around and resupply if you need to, I think it'd be okay to do that. But as a group, you rather... You attract a lot of attention, so so perhaps you could break down into smaller, more conspicuous groups if if you'd like to take a look yes, around I'm, for a I'm few hours. I'm a bit hours. made of wood right now, so that's. I'm not actually not exactly. worried about you. You look perfectly normal. I'm I'm a bit worried about bubbles and and uh, 
any of you that might have a, a bit of an upset or, or, or get involved in a tussle, we, we do definitely want to, we Sorry. don't want to avoid that. Sarsa still has bubbles coming out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really weird. And Randall reaches into his uh, garbage bag and pulls out like a piece of rotted fruit and starts kind of eating it. Um, uh, Riggs, is, is it normal that these strange things happen? Like, is, it, is, is there a, a magical effect that's happening? What, do you know why we, this might have happened to us? I uh, know that's you. Uh, that's not. That's a, that's a. That's a you thing. I kind of thought it was normal. Right. I, I was about to ask you the same question, actually. Uh, okay. Well, that answers the other thing. Is it, it probably had something to do with the the portal, the the teleportation that we went through. So they said there might have been some side effects. So do you think those will wear off? I don't know. We'll hope. Let's uh let's a uh, knock on wood. Click click. click. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually gonna try to cast. Lesser restoration on myself. So you're going to go ahead and cast that and see what happens? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what I would do is I would I would do it to Sarsa first. Sarsa, let me try something. Roll Arcana. Okay. My favorite technique for seeing if you can bend a spell to do a little bit more than it technically does. Uh, that's a 17. Ooh. Go ahead and give us a, give us a line, Sarsa. Oh, you don't think that's actually going to work, do you? So actually what you see when she says that is like a huge volume of bubbles just like spray out of her mouth and almost like fill the whole room. And then like towards the end of her statement, uh, it stops. Uh, that um, Testing. One, two, three. <laughs> testing. So there's like residual bubbles everywhere. Like you're in like a... <laughs> A foam foam concert or whatever, but oh, there's no more I don't coming know if that out. Made of, it better or worse? There's no more coming out of Sarsa. She seems to be purged. Oh look, no more bubbles. So then, uh, without uh, hesitating, uh, she will go ahead and uh, I also have lesser restoration, so I'll go ahead and cast it on Gravely. All right, roll Arcana. I think curing Ooh. the wood thing is a little bit higher of a difficulty class than the bubble thing. Oh, no. That's a seven. Oh. Oh, do I turn into a She's going to think it's all easy, too, and be like, oh, no problem, because she's like a much higher level cleric. She's like, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to nail it. And she like, it's a process of like the spell involves kind of a connection with the thing you're trying to, to like cure and remove and it's a little bit of a like she's like oh i'm just gonna squash this thing like a bug and then in the process of casting the spell it's almost like a little bit of like a an arm wrestling an arcanic kind of arm wrestling match and the the wittiness kind of like overtakes her and so for a little bit you're kind of like starting to get better and then it like pushes the other end and you actually like sprout a couple leaves and like oh. get just like just a degree more <laughs> like wood. Is it like a birch tree? Like the layer of bark falls off and it's just more tree. <laughs> yeah, you peel a little bit in certain places, and and a couple of leaves sprout of out of joints and stuff. And oh, I feel uh, it, it is not better. <laughs> well, thank hey, you for hey, trying. Wait, I might have something for you. Hold on. And uh, he opens up his bag of trash and ting 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 ting. You hear some bottles kind of uh, clinking around. And he uh, takes out uh, two bottles, and it, they're kind of like random. Like one's like a green bottle that's like tall, and then one's like a small bottle that uh, is like squarish. He's like, uh, "One of these might do it." I'm not drinking it. Oh yeah, you have to drink it. <sighs> which one? <laughs> you pick. You don't know which one. <laughs> well, they're 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 both good. Uh, <laughs> they'll help you out in some way. Can I make a? Uh, medicine check or something like to oh no 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 (laughs) no (laughs) i don't control this you could do that as gravely it's up to jeff if he even knows what he's dealing here (laughs) yeah he kind of holds one up to like a light he's like yeah uh yeah i I think either both of these will do something good for you (laughs) i i would like to make a survival check (laughs) to to see if i recognize it says uh, to avoid quicksand or other natural hazards. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to sort of check this my... This checks out. Yep, that's going to work. It's perfect skill for this. 
Is there is there like an alcoholic check that I can do against the brown liquid? Randall is a natural <laughs> hazard. I got a seventeen. Oh. Like, d- does my boozy sense tingle when I look at the brown? <laughs> when you look at either of them, uh, Sarsa has identify. Uh, uh, Sarsa has uh, identify liquor. I mean, I have my medicine's pretty good, which I think is strictly because of. She definitely has wow. proficiency in identifying alcohol. So, Jeff, if you even know, uh, I think Gravely has pretty good insight on in terms of is this safe? And Sarsa has pretty good insight on will either of these get me buzzed? Uh, they are both safe. <laughs> Neither will get you drunk. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, what color are they? Uh, there's one in a green uh, bottle, and there's one in a little brown bottle. I'll, I'll take the green bottle. It might hear you gravely, but I don't think it's going to be very fun. Hold on, I need to roll. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. All right, you drink it up, and the Over drinker's the body... Pass the gums. Look out, tummy, here it comes. <clears throat> the drinker's body is transformed as if by the altar self-spell. The drinker determines the transformation caused by the spell, the effects which last for 10 minutes. So if you want to imagine yourself as not being wood, you could do that. For 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. Huh. See? See, that's good. This is great. You're a real boy again. If you can sip on one of those for every 10 minutes, that should be super useful. So you see Gravely (laughs) sip this thing, and he's just like, I want to look like a like a normal human, you know, person. And uh, and so he he drinks down and he kind of tilts his head back and uh, he looks like a human boy. <laughs> wow. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Did it work? It, cu- it cured you of your green, your green face from before. There's nothing wrong with and my green. Uh, that's who I wait. What's what's happening? Ah! Eh. Why am I pink? Why, why are you a I'm sort of a, a tannish pink? Now you're just different in a different way. Uh, I, I would. Uh, well, I suppose it's better than being wood. Yeah, see, I helped. Jeff, All right, well, the altar self spell lasts an hour. So is this a 10 minute potion version of that? Yep. All right. <laughs> you probably well, don't, don't really know, know the duration, but you're, yeah. you're a human boy for. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know that, so I, mm-hmm. I'm ready to split up. Um, all right. Well, I'd like to do some reconnaissance and see if um, uh, we can find out anything about. We know. We know. Uh, Riggs told us that we were going to like a, like a event, or like a ball or a party or something like that, wasn't there? We know something about the event that's happening that they wanted us to go to. I don't think so. He just said the oh. plan is supposed to happen tonight. You went to the town square for the. The heartrend. You know this kind of like the edge of town is this kind of giant mountain that seems to have a palace built all through it. So you might be okay. going there. That's where kind of Malgadeth, Malgadeth's lair seems to be located. So, but he didn't really right. say anything specific. Well, I'd like to go and uh, I'd look around and maybe we'll find some supplies. Maybe find out some information. Who wants to go with me? Yeah, I will go with you. Branch is really weirded out by the fact that you're a person, <laughs> like a human it's, person. Uh, Branch, it's it's me. I'm still me. I just uh, think I look different. You uh, do, but it is weird. Oh, all Let, right. Let's go. So let's let them go covertly. And uh, about the rest of you. Riggs, do you know any good watering holes around here? I volunteer to go with Tiburon. If you head back to the town square, there's a, a couple of pubs there. And, uh, you can you can have a seat and uh, listen to some of the locals, I suppose. Shops, shops etc. So uh, I'm sure, yeah. Well, Sarsa and I can interrogate the locals and see if we can get some information. You know, real hush-hush on the down low. No one will turn into a werewolf or anything. We promise. <clears throat> oh, can I come with you guys? Because the... Uh... The the singing the singing unicorn tavern, uh, they always throw out their French fries at the end of every night. So if you go, if we go, if we stick around there, we could get us some fr- free French fries. Or we could use our own coin and we could buy some new ones. Oh oh! 
Oh, okay. Okay. I see how you guys do it. All right. Let's do it. Lead us to this unicorn. Okay. And Randall gets his bag. Off we go. Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. Hope you are enjoying Season 6 so far. I'm going to start off today's announcements with a quick plug to uh, an app called Libby. Libby is a super cool app who is not a sponsor. I just think it's really cool because it is an app that connects you to your local libraries. And if you have a library card, you can add it into Libby. Or through Libby, you can uh, sign up for a library card. And then you can borrow stuff on your phone directly from your local library, including books you can read, including comics, including audiobooks, including all sorts of stuff, including all sorts of fantasy literature and things you might want to use for your uh, DMing plans and inspiration. It's just a really cool app for accessing all sorts of kinds of knowledge. I've used it for all sorts of things, and it's just something everybody should know about because uh, it gives you the opportunity to get a lot of really awesome stuff for uh, absolutely free. Uh, not because it's some sort of weird uh, scam, but because that's what libraries are, and this lets you use it on your phone. So check out Libby. It's really, really cool. Not too many other announcements for now, other than our release schedule for the holidays might get a little weird because there's a lot going on and I don't have quite as much time to edit and get stuff out as I would like, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll do our best. As always, uh, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, uh, live a, live a listener review uh, if you can, and, uh, and remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. So we're broken down into two smaller parties. I have some thoughts for like kinds of kind of things that each of you might encounter. Uh, but it just sort of like in thinking about how things might go for this part of thing, I think, you know, I don't have I don't have Jeff playing the town of Giaka here, but I think we can uh, you know, I'm open to treating these explorations as kind of like group group kind of world building exploration. So if there's things you want to find, things you want to explore, you know, feel free to kind of go with it. And, and you know, just that that style of uh, whatever you want to be here, we can kind of like create and explore. I think I, I'm open to just to kind of like set our pace. I don't have like a real strong I have some kind of like potential hooks for some of you to encounter. But if there's Things you want to kind of generate on your own, like this tavern that that uh, throws out French fries at the end of the night. Like, let's go for it and kind of like flesh this place out a little bit. All right. Um, well, I'll say to Branch, I say, well, um, I just I don't really need any supplies, but I, I I think that it's always good to kind of go in, maybe pretending to search for some, but because I feel like shopkeepers, you know, might volunteer a little bit more information because they want to do business with you. You know how people do business uh, yes uh, branch is familiar with how people do business right right <laughs> so so um why don't we go in posing as a, a a human boy and his friend the goblin it's perfectly normal and 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 then we can go into a shop um let's see there's got to be a shop around here somewhere can i can i roll for like investigation for what do I need? finding like a haberdashery or, or a general store or something like that well i'll just say you kind of like wander around and just kind of sort of pick the most like you know in a city you don't know sometimes you're just like which of these directions looks more like there's commerce versus people mm -hmm. live here kind of thing and you sort of do that for a couple of turns and you end on a street you end up in a street with some shops and look around and actually two things specifically catch gravy gravely's attention there's a, a boarded up store, actually. It looks pretty unoccupied. And it's uh, the sign, the kind of like dusty old sign says Fletcher's Flurries. Mm. So it looks like a Fletcher, meaning like arrows. people that build arrows. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then next door to that, there's a shop that looks open, but a lot shoddier in kind of like space that looks a little bit like it's less of a like professional sign. It's less moved in. And the sign there says Arrowins. Um, and it's right next door to this boarded up 
place. Sure. And then on the other side, so that definitely catches your eye. But then across the street, there's a bakery and you smell a whiff of baked zucchini. Oh, uh, something smells heavenly. Do you smell that branch? Yeah. Yes, that uh, that smells very good. We should uh, we should go there first. Well, I am torn because that looks like there's not one but two uh, arrow making stores. <laughs> one of them looks a little bit out of business, but I'm kind of curious about that. But you're right. Um, now that I'm smelling that, that does smell pretty good. I do have. It has uh, been three days since we ate. Oh yes. Well, but <laughs> I mean, technically, it's only been like one. Maybe gravely, less. gravely. It has been three days since we ate. We should go in there. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, we'll go in the zucchini bread shop, I guess. Yeah. The bakery. Um, so as you walk up to this bakery and go to the front door and push it open, and there's a cute little like bell that goes to ding, to ding, and that's like the exact moment that you revert to gravely. <laughs> So you walk in expecting to play like child <laughs> and you don't necessarily notice, but like right there as you walk into this shop is you as an Arkling again. Do I notice? Yes. <laughs> yes, you would. He's walking in in front of you. I, I'm sure he would I, take the I lead on this. I walk in so. and I turn back and I say, and I'm all gravely again, <laughs> green and orcish. And I say, act natural. Gravely, gravely. You are... Ah, uh, hello. Uh, we're just n- normal people coming in. What smells so good? Oh, hello. I haven't seen you before. I'm uh, Hugo. Come on in. Oh, thank you very much, Hugo. I smell, if I'm not mistaken, zucchini bread. Oh yeah, zucchini bread's our specialty, best in the realms. You boys want a sample? Oh, that would be lovely too. Please. Uh, yes, please. This is this sounds good. Uh, what What did you say? His name was Hugo. Hugo. And there's a, um, you know, this is a, a nice looking bakery, nice smells, and there's various pastries and different types of breads and more kind of like dried goods that are maybe a little older and some some fresh baked things that are, are kind of like behind glass. Mm. And so Hugo goes down and gets you two little samples of zucchini cornbread and sets them both out for you. And- Go ahead, help yourself. Oh, mm. oh this is so good. Mm, much better than than one I've had before. Uh, yes, you, this you is should a... really market this. Oh, uh, this is the best zucchini cornbread in all the land. I'll tell you that, but uh, recipe's a secret. I can't give you that. Well, uh, that that's to be fair. Um, uh, can I have a small loaf, please? Sure, coming right up. That'll be uh, four silver. Okay, well, we'll start with that, and then we should get something for everyone else. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, Tiburon would like something. Do you have, like, any meat pies or something with protein or something, like, hearty, like a like a beef beef Wellington stick or something like that? <laughs> hmm. he's, he's, a, he's a bigger man, like, a, you know, a stocky man. He likes to fight things. He's... Huh. Meats, huh? Anything like that? I uh, I don't I don't got anything like that right now, but uh, kind of reminds me of something. Uh, you two look like uh, capable adventurers, and uh, maybe you'd be willing to help me out with something. Oh, we're quite capable. If you'd maybe be willing to do me a little bit of a favor, uh, maybe I could uh, help you out and connect you with the recipe of this zucchini cornbread here. That that yeah. would be quite uh, interesting. Uh, what what kind of favor are you uh, thinking about? Hugo. You see right across the street there, the Fletchers, uh, Arrowins. Yes, we were actually going to check them out right after you. So, Arrowins there, it's, it's owned by this guy named Aaron. Uh, thinks it's like a clever pun. Aaron Arrows, Arrowins. Ah, and, uh, yes. Oh. I did not understand that until just now. <laughs> yeah, no one really does. I mean, it doesn't really quite play. I mean, you got you got to know his name to get the pun, and like you don't necessarily know yeah, his sort name. Of and lost, then it's not missed connection. Didn't quite hit the target on that one, <laughs> but <laughs> because it's a never mind. That is a pun. Oh yeah, I get it. Fletcher humor. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's got access to some interesting arrows and. Uh, there's one I'm particularly interested in, but he won't sell it to me. Wait, are, are you a purveyor of the bow as well? 
Well, uh, no, not, not particularly, but, uh, he's got this one special kind of arrow that uh, I think I could do a lot of good with. So, uh, what this particular arrow does is, uh, if you hunt with it and you kill something, it'll cast gentle repose on the target. So, uh, the meat, it won't go bad. It'll stay fresh. You could go, uh, you know, the meat around here, it's really hard to, to find, uh, good fresh game, but, uh, a hunter could go far and wide to exotic lands and they could kill something with this and the meat would stay fresh. They could bring it back miles and miles and, and miles and uh, meat would stay fresh and I could, I could make all sorts of delights with something like that. So uh, if you could get me just one or two of those arrows of gentle repose from Arrow Winds over there, I, I'd right. be more than happy to reward you. Well, that doesn't seem too difficult. Uh, we Branch and I can certainly uh, take a... Uh a stab at that. Um, uh, my name is Gravely, and, and this is Branch. Pleasure to meet you. Hello. We're from West. <laughs> All right. I uh, I know an opportunity to not ask any follow-up questions when I hear it. So uh, you take care of this for me, and I, I promise won't no, no more questions asked. Of course. All right. Um, well, uh, we'll be hopefully back in uh, a few minutes. All right, sounds good. Hey, yeah, have another sample. Oh, hey, thank some you. more zucchini corn bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And you leave out the door. Ding, ding. Hey, uh, Walk. Gra- gravely, uh, look at your hands. Yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to me again. Wait, hey. am I back to me or am I back to wood? You are back to wood and <laughs> you. Oh, gosh. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that Hugo didn't seem to mind that a wooden orkling and a goblin walked into his shop he's like yeah, it's yeah, a very it's a th- good facsimile it's a thursday you know <laughs> well so actually i would say when you go back to wooden gravely like you don't have the extra kind of like leaves and mm-hmm. peeled bark and stuff you got from the failed lesser restoration so the the wooden version of you like doesn't look wood unless somebody literally comes up and like taps on you it's a very, very good like visual facsimile, but obviously, like if you were to closely yeah. inspect your texture and things, then it doesn't yeah. hold up. And you is he still the totally same normal. color that he would normally be? Yeah, like, it's like painted like, wood, okay. and it's the same color. And his like movement and joint movement is totally normal, so it looks absolutely like gravely, unless you really get close and examine what he is made of. Just slightly he's not more squishy. He doesn't have flesh. Slightly more. His hair is not hair. Float. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> he's a witch. Um, all right. Uh, uh, so, um, okay, I guess I'm back to wood and me. Hmm. I have nothing that can help with that. That's all right. Um, let's go see if we can get this arrow. I'm, I'm, I feel like doing something productive in a short amount of time. Eh, so, okay, let's let's go in there. So you walk back across the street and kind of have a look at these two shops. There's a. Uh, Fletcher's Flurries is all boarded out. Definitely like dusty windows. Doesn't look like it looks once like a very like well-crafted The materials are nice. It was taken really good care of at one time, but it's been vacant for a while. Arrowwinds is newer, shoddy and open. But actually, as you kind of approach the front door, so there's. Uh, Fletcher's Flurries actually. So that's adjacent to it looks like kind of a hotel or something. Fletcher's Flurries. Arrowwinds, and then there's a little alley, and from the alley, you hear, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, perhaps you could come over here. And this is in Druidic, uh, branch. You hear that. Eh, who is, do I see where it's coming from? Yeah, so, like, next to Arrowwinds, there's just a little alley, and it seems like somebody there who is speaking to you specifically, branch. I'm a, a I'm looking gr- ahead at the uh, at Fletcher's flurries. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they, they've left anything in there. Maybe it was mm. they were evicted or something. I'm just kind of looking in like in between wood sluts. And- so it's kind a- of like whispered to you right when it's kind of like just in your earshot. Yeah, gravely, uh, can you uh, wait right here and keep an eye on me in case something bad happens? Uh, oh, someone course. is talking. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, talking to someone. I will go in, in scary. Alley. I will go in the scary alley. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I will go in and in Druidish. Druidic. 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 Mm-hmm. Druish. Yeah. In, in Druish. <laughs> yeah. Funny. He doesn't yeah. look Druish. Yes, um, yes, yes. 
I'll go in and uh, I'll say, hey, hello, a druid person, woman, hello. There's a figure there in kind of like a, a pile of a like very dirty cloak with a lot of flies and things around. Um, and this appears to be the figure who spoke to you. And this person says, eh, eh, hello, uh, you are, you are, you are druid. Uh, yes, uh, I am a branch from the smallest tree of the forest. Uh, who are you? And this figure takes their hood down, and it's a goblin, a female goblin. And the figure says, uh, I am clump on bottom of boot. Uh, very pleased to meet you. Uh, hey, uh, nice <laughs> to meet you, uh, too. Uh, I am... Uh, uh, I am uh, wondering if you might be able to to help with a, a small uh, a request. I have been been looking to uh, seek help with. Uh, 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 yes. Uh, why? Uh, what do you need help with? Everything all right in there, Branch? Uh, yes. Uh, Branch thinks that things are okay. Okay. So far. All right. Just let That's me know. Wait. At the sound of Gravely's voice, Clump kind of startles a little bit and pulls up her hood, kind of like halfway. <laughs> and um, you know, as, hey, Gra- as as Branch kind of handles it, she takes her hood back down and, and talks, relaxes a little bit. That is my friend Gravely. He is a very nice, uh, not human, Orkling human, basically. Uh, okay, well, uh, the, the, the thing is, uh, uh, I, I could reward you for this, but uh, uh, down there next to uh, Fletcher's Flurries, there is a, a hotel. And uh, in the basement of this hotel, there are rats. And uh, this hotel it keeps hiring small adventurers to go and kill all the rats in the basement of the hotel. And I am wondering if somebody could go and, and stop this and rescue the rats that keep getting killed by the young adventurers. Perhaps, perhaps you could help these poor rats. Uh, yes, uh, the rats are just doing what they uh, do in living, so why should they be being killed? They are simply being rats living in their rat uh, nest. Uh, uh, yes. They are not hurting anyone. Uh, uh, my... Uh, my friend and I need to buy a, a some arrow, and then we will go into the basement, and uh, I will talk to the rats. Uh, do you know any of their uh, any of their names? Oh, oh yes, there is a uh, Cynthia and uh, uh, Darlene and uh, Winchester and Snick uh, and Click uh, Click. And uh, there is a uh, uh, feather, and uh, there there is there is a lot of them. But uh, I I I can I could write them down if this would be helpful. But uh, I don't know, know I don't know who the the adventurers have killed and and who still remains. So time is a, uh, of the essence. A clump. Can I call you? Can can branch call you clump? Yes, branch can call clump clump. Uh, uh, why why does Clump not go into basement and uh, talk to the rats? Yeah, I have tried, but then they know me at the concierge and knows Clump and, and kicks me out. I have tried in the form of several animals, but uh, they do not let me in. And uh, I am just concerned for the rats. Uh, that is very kind of you. Yes, Branch will go and, uh, and save your, your rat friends. Will you be here for me to tell you when it is done, or...? Yes, yes, I can wait here, and, and I, I have an object that, uh, that a, a druid such as you might be interested in. I can reward you for, for completing this task. Oh, uh, that, that is good. This is good. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Clump, it was uh, good to meet you. Okay, yes, I, I will sit here. <laughs> Compose okay. up her hood and sits down. And, and as you kind of like put into context all this like the the like flies that are around you, you kind of start to recognize the 
this like uh, swarm of flies is kind of like moving in concert with her. It's sort of like parts and moves along and you kind of recognize like, oh, this is part of her druid thing. She's like in concert with this swarm cool. and potentially some other creatures here. Right on. All right. Uh, Branch will head back out of the alley to Gravely. So let's pause and hop back over to our other uh, team. Team Town Square. You head out of Riggs. Uh, team Schwasty. Apartment and head to Jeff. Do you remember what you named the tub? The pub. It was something unicorn. Something unicorn. The, the singing unicorn. The singing, singing unicorn. You head out towards the town square to the singing unicorn, which throws out the best fries. Is what you know about it so far. And they're the good kind too. They're the thick ones. Ooh. Mm, hell yeah, wedges, baby. Oh, wedges. Mm. Those keep. They keep long. I might have some back in the back of the bag. Let's see. <laughs> no, no. Mm, curly fries. <laughs> ah, here it is. We're here. Uh, so the singing unicorn is looks like a reputable enough tavern, kind of located on the time on the the town square, and uh, has a sign that has actually a unicorn that has a little like it's like standing upright with a microphone. Uh, looks like kind of maybe a karaoke situation. It's definitely a unicorn. Oh, no. uh, and uh, there you are. You're out in front of it. Uh, before we walk in, Sars is going to kind of pull Tiburon aside. Uh, Tiburon, before we go in there, I'd like to just take a moment. Uh, I got us a bit of a favor to ask, if you don't mind. Aye, aye. Now, I like to think I've got this present situation of mine is under control as, as I can have it at this point but well, if anything goes a little offsides as it were and you think I might be a threat I need you to put me down put, put you down like right. sit boy sort of behavior or no I mean I mean you need to make sure I don't hurt no one oh I see and if that right. means the end of all Sarsa then that's what that means, all right? You're the only one I trust here to do it. Gravely, he's too soft. Branch would never manage it. You know I could take him in a fight. And well, Randall... Hey, guys! <laughs> well, I think that one speaks for itself, right? All right. If it comes to it, when the moment comes, I'll be ready. Right. I mean, obviously that is not plan A. Oh, right. right, of course, of course. The moment will never come, probably. But if it does... But if it does, exactly. Right, uh, I appreciate that. Let's go. Having a look kind of like around the town square as you have a kind of a second about there out there, it seems like there's a few other kind of eating establishments, maybe kind of pubs and things. The, the singing unicorn seems like the kind of like the rowdiest and... Not quite fanciest. It's not like classy fancy, but like the most uh, attention grabbing sort of. There's a few other kind of businesses and things around. And it looks like nearby there's a um, it actually there's a small sign. It just says scribe. So that's a that's a, a nearby business and, and a couple other ones. It looks like there's a general store kind of across the way and some other things. Um, is there any sort of guard presence? I forget exactly who who we watch do the stuff in the town square were they like guards or red coats or did they have a particular name yeah there's definitely guards walking around and a lot of folks in the similar uniform are who turned out to do the heartrend ceremony and you definitely see pairs of guards like that kind of like as you walk around they're pretty present and you would notice them beforehand when you were walking to Riggs house from the graveyard and, and just kind of a notion of they definitely give off a vibe of people are cautious around them. It is not at all like these are our protectors. It's very much people keep kind of like a wide path around them and seem cautious of them. Got it. So kind of like gazing around the squares, there's maybe a few of them around, but not currently paying much attention to you. Well, come on, let's go inside. And Randall uh, will lead him in. All right. In we go. What what do you want to look for inside the singing unicorn witch? I mean, I think the most important thing, Zach, here is that we blend in. So, <laughs> <laughs> the 
Because that, that's like, that was the Act first natural. thing you were asked to do, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. what's the first thing you do when you go to a pub, right? Got to order some drinks. You got to order some drinks, right? Got to order some drinks. So that's going to be the first part. And then as we do that, we will casually, as one does, scan the facilities and just see what do we see there as we procure our beverages. Uh, so this pub is pretty active. Uh, it's around lunchtime, seemingly. You're kind of like actually taking your... Having missed three days, you're like kind of quite not quite sure what time of day it is that you arrive. It's not necessarily the same time you left, especially because you're in a different time zone anyway. But it seems like it's around uh, maybe like, hmm, what do we say? Riggs is planning, making plans for tonight. So it's a little bit like maybe right after work kind of vibe. Some people are maybe coming in after work and coming in here. So it's getting it's not full. There's tables around, but uh, there's definitely folks around. It's kind of a, a little bit rowdy. Uh, you can walk up to the bar, and there is a uh, woman there who who's going to go and order drinks. I mean, none Sarsa. for me. I'm trying to cut back. So <laughs> <laughs> I think Sarsa has advantage on ordering drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarsa just looks at a bar, and all of a sudden, like whiskey just starts getting poured. Like she is an innate regular even in places that she's never stepped foot in. It's like a back. Yeah, you always, yeah, she whenever. Can, she can her, always say, I'll have the usual. Yeah, that's her, that's her, uh, yeah, it's, that's her that's epic. Her, it's like a background uh, feat. Epic uh, class, yeah. So you walk up to the barkeep there. Looks like a human woman. And um, she's just sort of like doing barkeep stuff and kind of like has that sense of somebody's coming up to order without like looking close at you. And uh, you walk up to the bar ready to order and she walks up to you. And then like, as she looks up, she like pauses and startles a little bit. Uh, Roll actually roll perception. Sorry. sorry. 21. Ooh, she sniffs you like she doesn't lean in and sniff you, but she sniffs the air. And having been a werewolf, you recognize that like, this notion of people with a like strong sense of smell, like she sniffed your scent as you walked up. And you know this just because like it was a high roll and you have some experience with this as a werewolf. And that's not something that usually happens with most people. And so uh, she kind of like is about to go into barkeep mode and then she kind of startles and then she sort of recovers and is like, well, hi there. What can I get you? Uh, I'd like to take a second and kind of <laughs> just give her a once over and like maybe do it in a way that looks like I'm checking her out, <laughs> but it's really, I'm, I'm checking her out. Um, can I like, <laughs> all right, you're going to roll like investigation this... and also performance. <laughs> okay. Shoot. Uh, well, my investigation roll was a five. And my performance was a 14. <laughs> so she believes you're checking her out. <laughs> but you're well, also I was like, checking her out. You're trying you're you're actually like trying to size up like that was weird. What could be going on? Could there be any sort of like subterfuge? And it's like she's uh she's pretty attractive. And uh <laughs> I wanna make sure I, there could be anything like this is I, she she probably works out. Like uh, she looks pretty good so you actually get a little (laughs) distracted you don't really come up with anything additional in terms of uh in useful information because you get a little bit of distract you get distracted by the process of pretending to check her out and kind of like it's kind of hot um and so she's still standing there and uh she hasn't really she notices you look at her and definitely reads it as like checking her out and you know, still kind of waiting for like, we have a uh, whiskey and ale and. Uh... Right. Uh, well, you know, for me, it'd be a whiskey and I'm not sure what my compatriots here will have, but uh, we'll, we'll do a, a solid round of both. Actually, let's do two of whatever everyone is having. Uh, if you can tell us uh, uh, what the best uh, thing is here on the menu, we'll get one of that as well. And uh, maybe you can uh, point us to uh, seats next to uh, 
perhaps the most interesting people in here. Who would you say that is? Well, uh, I usually say it's right here with me, but uh, you could have a seat right over there in that booth there, and uh, there's usually some interesting characters and talk over in that corner. And, uh, well, I could get you our, our whiskeys, uh, age 12 years, and uh, it's pretty good. And I'd recommend the salt and pepper fries. They're pretty good as well. Right, I think I think we'll get some of those fries and uh, Tiburon, Randall. Uh, I'm going to be doing the whiskey. Want anything? How strong's your ale? Well, not as strong as the whiskey, but I ain't had no complaints from ale drinkers. Two. I like that. Oh, and I'll have a brown water. Oh, hey, Randall. How you been? <laughs> Fine, you. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any leftovers tonight, Randall, so if you wouldn't mind ordering off the, uh, you know, the actual menu, the manager's getting a little bit annoyed about you uh, hanging around afterwards, I, if you know what I, I mean. Put the tra- I put the lids back on it. My lady, I promise you we'll be keeping them out of the trash cans tonight. Well, I appreciate that, darling. Could you serve my fries cold? All right. Yeah. Cold fries and brown water. Uh, I'm going to kind of pull Tiburon and Randall aside. All right, so there's a couple options we can play it uh, here. We can either stay together or we could split up. Now, I'll be honest, there's something off about this barkeep here, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But I don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I stay over here and talk to her and you two can set out and maybe scope out the rest of the place. Right, right. That's an interesting proposition. And then Tiburon pulls Sarsa aside. Are you going to leave me alone with this possum boy? Is that really what you're going to do? Well, there's obviously a history with him and the barkeep, and I'm not sure that she'll open up to me in front of him. But I'm telling you, there's something going on there. She she sniffed. She sniffed. She sniffed you? Well, I Sorry, think, so I think what is us, this? But... You're getting sniffed here? Is that what's going on here? Tiburon, you're just going to have to trust me on this, all right? I will take one for the team this time. You might actually get along. You look back and uh, Randall's got like a big (laughs) picture of like brown ale. He's going, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." (laughs) it's like splashing all over. (laughs) 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 Tiburon walks away with Randall towards that corner booth we were pointed to. Do we get a little number for our (laughs) deal? (laughs) It's a little unicorn. (laughs) 